recording. Oh, it's recording? Yeah. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Talking with Bungie. I am Rich Wilson, the host of Death by Bungie, the creator of Death by Bungie, and the guy that was fortunate enough to hunt with my co-host, Miss Genevieve and Bungie Jr. Yep. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Are you excited? We're on our way back. Oh, yeah. We are on our way back from Maryland, the old line state, Maryland, where we are now. I am coming back for my ninth year of going to Maryland to hunt. Can you imagine that? Can you believe it? Well, I've been my second year. And your second year, because okay. you are a second generation crossbow hunter. We had a heck of a trip, didn't we? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the neat thing about this trip, for those of you, I'm going to give you, if you are a listener, to talking with Bungie. Probably this podcast will come out. We've recorded a few podcasts while we're down here, so we've got a lot of this stuff going on, but little heads up, I killed a doe with Bungie the third, Bungie 3.0 in Maryland, and Miss Genevieve killed not one, but two bucks. I did. <laughs> one by mistake. Yeah. <laughs> it was just dark enough I couldn't tell it was a little tiny spike so I thought it was a doe but. and you made a great shot oh yeah there was yeah, obviously enough light for you to make a good shot yeah yep. not enough light for you to get good video that's true yeah you basically got video of the luminots yeah it's the uh, <laughs> that, that shot would make a good advertisement for luminoc it really would actually it wouldn't you know why? Why? They weren't Luminox. Oh. Luminox is like, yeah. I call them all Luminox. Lighted Nox, I just call them Luminox. They're actually igniters from New Fletch, which I love. Those are my favorite. I am so jealous. Yeah. We are going to, that is a great segue. I think it's on our list. It is on yeah. our list. It is. One of the things that we wanted to talk about on these podcasts, we're doing three different podcasts. We took some notes and we are on our trip back. And we're headed back to northeastern Pennsylvania, so we've got a nice long drive. But we wanted to do this podcast about the overall trip. It's about the Scorpid and my initial thoughts on traveling with the Scorpid, hunting with the Scorpid, Bungie 3.0. Luminox is part of that discussion because I did a video back during Crossbow Appreciation Month where I installed Firenox. See, the Scorpid requires Q-style capture knocks. And Luminoc does not make a Q-style capture knock. Neither does New Fletch Archery. The igniters only come, well, they come in a variety, but they come in like the flat knocks that you use, right? I installed the fire knocks myself. Gotta say, not a big fan. And I didn't use them on this trip. I stopped using them altogether because they were affecting my accuracy. I am pretty confident, not 100% confident, that the problems with accuracy were my fault for the installation of those fire knots. A lot of moving parts. Not a big fan of a lot of moving parts, am I? Well, they shouldn't make it so complicated. They shouldn't. Though. You're absolutely right. If you look at a fire knock, and I invite you to do so, go back and look at that video on YouTube, and perhaps in the show notes on deathbybungie.com, I'll list a link for that video if you want to see that. But... There's like a little circuit board that snaps in place inside the plastic knock. It's totally exposed, totally covered in blood after you shoot an animal with it. We know that from the third ever 
Death by Bungie Meat and Greet, don't we? Yep. And Meat was spelled M-E-A-T. Yep, don't mess your turn. Like, I got Jenny telling me to turn. I got the car telling me to turn. Everybody's telling me to do you stuff. You would have missed it. I don't get a moment Just of freedom. Next right. You would end up in West Virginia if it wasn't for me. Well, I'm not a big fan of a lot of moving parts. And then in addition to that, the battery has a little rubber ring that you have to push the little rubber ring into the circuit board and the little bike that comes off the battery there's just like that's held to get held on on a spring and then there's a cap that you have to cement in place in the shaft adding additional weight very little additional weight to the rear end that's the case of any of these various knocks but they add a little bit of additional weight toward the rear end of the crossbow which isn't my favorite thing the rear end of the arrow i like to have the weight in front um, but it's not a big deal but i think with all those moving parts improper installation what have you was not getting consistent arrow flight like I was before I put those on there. And that may or may not have contributed to your meet and greet performance. Okay, I, I won't swear that that's the sure, case. Sure, it probably doesn't help. <laughs> it didn't help, and that's yeah. the key, right? If it didn't help, I scrapped all the fire knocks, not using those, came to Maryland, disappointed that I don't have lighted knocks to enjoy in my video. That's kind of lame. Yeah. So it, it's, it is what it is. Still make good video can still see the impact because and that's another segue instantaneous i wrote that word down and this is what i meant by that word miss genevieve when i pulled the trigger you got to understand where i'm coming from 11 seasons now on our 12th hunting season with the ob with the original bungee the 2010 excalibur axiom killed a bear with that this year wow on its first set of limbs, too, Genevieve. Must be nice. Must be nice. Indeed it is. I love that crossbow. It's a monster. It's a titan of crossbows. It's the largest crossbow ever made. It's a tank. <laughs> it's a tank. It is the Ford 8N of crossbows. That is a fact. I could use that crossbow the rest of my life. I am confident it will do everything I have asked of it and everything that I could ask of it. I want to stay relevant. That's why we're shooting the score, but we're shooting a more modern, faster crossbow. And wow, one big difference between basically 275 feet per second with heavier arrows that I use on the OB. One big difference between that and shooting close to 400 or so with the arrow rigs that I'm using on the Scorpid is instantaneous. When I pull the trigger, even at 20 yards on bungee, it's flat, and I can hear that gap. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I can hear that gap in time. And I think if we took a screenshot in our video editing software, we could actually see those two spikes in the audio. When I shot that deer at 20 yards with that scorpion, one thing I noticed both at the scene and when playing the video back, that arrow was through that deer instantaneously. Wow. It was different, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And you do, you experience that a little bit more with Bungie Jr. You're shooting a heavier arrow. There's now. a little bit of a lag too. There's it. a little bit of a lag. It's not quite, it's, it's you're somewhere in the middle as you would expect between yeah. that 300 yep. and 400 feet per second range with Bungie Jr. That's a 355 micro suppressor. But when that arrow goes through that quickly, it is a different 
type of crossbow, a different era of crossbows, and you can really feel the difference. So that's new to me. That was a new experience for me. Let's look at what's the other things we're talking about there. We're trying out the three-inch swagger broadheads this year. You like and, those? Oh, I love them. <laughs> yeah. One thing I want to be clear about, and this is a fact across the board with Death by Bungie, as it should be in all of life. Nothing that I say in this podcast or anywhere in Death by Bungie is going to be, hey, you should use swaggers, or hey, you should use tripans, or rages, or whatever, or you should shoot an Excalibur. I think that the purpose, I, my purpose, our purpose with these podcasts and with Death by Bungie is to share information with people. And then you decipher it, you digest it, and see how it fits in with your crossbow hunting method. What does it do for you? I do not want to be the guy who says, you should shoot this broadhead, and you should shoot this crossbow, and you should shoot this deer, and you should shoot them on this day, this time of day, this time of year, all those types of things. I don't want to be that guy. There's too many people like that in the world. And that's not helpful because the reality is I cannot tell you what broadhead you should use. I can only tell you what I've used and what I like and what I don't like. That's why I like the Death by Bungie gear page. I try to list that stuff on here and we say, hey, I like this, I like this, but I don't like that. And every piece of equipment that we use, I got to be honest with you, nothing's perfect, right? Yeah. I mean, if, yep. if, if Bungie were perfect, Bungie would be narrower and faster, but not have a crank. And not break limbs. <laughs> oh, of course not break limbs. That goes without saying. No. That's obvious. So, don't lose sight of the fact that when you're hearing this stuff from us, this is just food for thought. And you got to think about it. Thinking is hard work. People don't like to think. I think it's human nature to try to avoid thinking. Can't you just tell me what gear to use and where to go to shoot the deer? That's what people want to hear. They do. I want to hear that, right? That's what yeah, I want to hear. Yeah. I want to watch videos on YouTube to tell me where to go shoot a bear. I don't want to do all the hard work, but you got to do the hard work. You just have to. And, and, I, and it's just it's hunting. Hunting is hard work. It, it is hard work. Getting up, taking shower after shower after shower, taking four showers a day while we're on these trips, you know, cleaning up after you come back from the woods and taking another shower on the way out. That's hard work. Scent free, it's hard work. You know, getting down here and traveling, packing a car, hard work. We're going to talk about that in a minute. The case, when we talk about packing, Tell them about that case. We didn't, we couldn't find a scorpion case that we liked. So we kind of had to make our own. We didn't make the case. I bought an SKB hard case. This is a worthy of shipping on an airline sized case. And it is packed full of foam, right? Yep. The acoustic foam, the acoustic foam is what yeah. we used which was used for my old studio where I recorded the music and stuff, where I recorded my Yankee Militia albums. That foam, when we moved to our new house, I repurposed it, right? Yeah. And we cut it all out, made a nice uh, case, and it fits in here nice. But man, it's big, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a big one. But it works good. I'll link to the video on that, too. There's We shot a little video in the hotel room showing off that case. Maybe I can put that on and link that and put that on the show notes section on deathbybungie.com for this episode. If you want to see that case, give you a little tour of it. Pretty nifty case. Certainly does the job, but takes up pretty much almost as much room as the original bungee case does. I'd say 
Bungie's case is a little bit easier to pack because at least then it's like T-shaped and you can put stuff around it on right. the narrow side. Yeah, that Not is. This. Yeah, I've had people uh, guides before. I'll go to put that bungee case in the back of a pickup truck, and they're like, "Wow, that's that's some case." <laughs> you know, like in other words, you're you're taking up the whole back of my truck here with that thing. But it is what it is. That's a big crossbow. Requires a big case. This one's a bigger crossbow too. Requires a big case. Blah blah blah. That's just how it is. Not a big deal. It's not that big of a crossbow though. I I don't. I think it's well. It's definitely smaller. So that case goes in endways in the car. It fit in here. We put it in. Got it in here and everything. But bungee, you can put more stuff around. I always put bungee on top. I got to be conscious of size when we're traveling because. Now I'm hunting with two people. It's me and you, so I gotta have room for your gear. Yeah, and the clothes and all that. The scent crusher, the camera gear, all that good stuff. Um, but for the most part, traveling with the Scorpion has not been much of a problem. I ended up not taking it in a case back and forth each hunt, though. We just laid in the back of the car, didn't we? Yeah, that worked out fine, though. It worked out fine. It's not ideal in some states. It stayed accurate. Oh, it stayed accurate, no problem. I'm not worried about that. Actually, it's, it, you know, originally when I was looking at crossbows, as a guy that shot a recurve crossbow for all those years, you get nervous about having cams. But then you realize that that's not really something to be nervous about. Most crossbows have cams in this day and age. Yeah. Did you know that? Most yeah. of them do. Yeah. Most of them are compounds. And most of them don't suffer from constant inaccuracy let's say it's not like they're that hard to sort of tune and keep an eye on you can check visually make sure everything looks like it's still in time and it's going to be i've had no problem right drove it down here got it in the stand shot accurately no problem didn't fall apart on me or nothing yep so traveling with it but some cases some states actually require you to have a case when you're in the car going back and forth to your hunting. Did you know that? Yeah. So in a case like that, I'm going to need a soft case maybe or something like that to at least comply with those local laws if that ever comes to that. I don't think that's the case in Maryland. And for the most part, not a problem. But with Bungie, I just assumed that we're going to have that case in the back of the car. Yeah. And we didn't do that here, so not a problem. All right. Uh, Scorpid. Was there anything else under the Scorpid follow-up scope? I will say this. The transition going from the original Bungie to the Scorpid Bungie 3.0. The scope really helped. I had purchased a Hawk XB30. Very nice scope. If you want a scope that goes out to 100 yards, that's a good scope. I don't see any reason why it would be a problem. I sent it back. I'm not going to use it, at least for the time being, because, number one, I don't have any intentions of shooting 100 yards. Number two, I don't like to zero in at 40. That changes my whole mindset of hunting. I didn't start that way. It's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. <laughs> and putting another Twilight DLX I purchased, was able to find. They don't make these anymore, the Excalibur Twilight DLX scopes. I purchased another one of those, a second one, and I put that on the Scorpid. Great to have a backup in case something happens. I actually bought two new ones, believe it or not. So I have another one in a box. And I'm going to hold on to it. 
because I really do like those scopes and I don't make them anymore. It only goes out to 60 yards, but only going out to 60 yards gives you more room between the reticles. You've got the same situation yep. on your tag zone. So that one's a 60 yarder, right? Yeah. Did you know the, the new tag zones are 100s? It's a tagged 100, tag zone 100 or something. So even Excalibur is putting 100 yard reticles on all their scopes. You have to zero in differently in order to move the reticles up and get them a better field of view on the scope and all that. They get closer together. My eyes don't like that. This one seems to be perfect for me. I'm sticking with that, at least for the time being. Change is inevitable. It's for certain. It's just the way it is. You have to adapt, but nothing says I have to adapt all at once. If I'm gonna shoot a faster crossbow, this crossbow works well with this scope out to 50 yards no problem shot it right yeah and i think we'll be good but this way by having multiple scopes i don't have to keep switching them between bungee and bungee 3.0 i don't have to keep taking the scope off moving it around and as we know miss genevieve the original bungee needs to be ready for action doesn't it oh yeah yeah so there we go i think traffic we got is improving there. you will now arrive at 1 25 p.m we had one other note there that we didn't talk about, and that was blood. Mm-hmm. All right. What do you think that means? Why did we want to talk about blood? Do you mean the blood on the arrows? Yeah, really, we should have been talking about that back at the beginning of the <laughs> podcast when we're talking about how fast those crossbows are. Blood on arrows. Tell them about your experience on this trip. With Bungie Jr., it's not quite like Bungie where if you get a long shot, you can see nice bubbles on the arrow. It's like you dip it in a paint can or something like that. That's what Dad said. But you still can see on that white arrow quite a lot of blood, and it'll tell you a lot about your shot. But with the Scorpid, well, for one thing, it's a black arrow, so it's kind of hard to tell. But for another, it's really really thin on the arrow just because it goes through so fast that arrow my arrow was coated with blood on a double lung shot coated i mean completely covered with blood but it was a very thin sheen it was just a shade of blood very very thin over the entire arrow fletchings everything even the knock with yours not so much with yours you had some texture to the blood right yeah on both of them, mm-hmm. I think is true. All three of our arrows buried in the dirt from a tree stand on the other side of the deer. Yep. So we had plenty of momentum, plenty of energy to get them through the deer stuck in the ground. Not a problem. But the evidence that's left over on the arrow was different for different crossbows. Yep. I agree. The other thing I'd say about blood when we talk about the Swahackers is you've got that three inch exit wound and you're thinking, man, three inch exit wound, that's gonna leave a heck of a blood trail. Why doesn't it? (laughs) See? Here's the story about that. The problem is if you got a four inch hole in the side of it, because it wasn't three inches, it was four inches on the far side of my, my spike. There's so much room that's opened up now, the lungs start to fall out the other side and it plugged the hole so there wasn't a great blood trail. Right. That's a fact. Yeah. Uh, when you have a lung hanging out, it's a plug. Yep. It's a plug. And 
I've never seen a lung hanging out of a two-inch exit wound from a rage. All it does is create an exit wound that can easily plug up with a lung. And make your taxidermist mad. (laughs) Or sewing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think that while those three-inch wounds look great on Facebook and they're going to look good in the videos and all that, I'm not sure they're they're most effective for hunting. Um, I'm wondering about this. This is not, again, don't take this. If you walk away from this and say, well, Rich says don't use swaggers. That's not what Rich says. Okay? You need to evaluate this stuff, right? And Genevieve needs to make up her own mind, separate and apart from me. And maybe we agree, maybe we don't. I'm thinking if I had a tripan on the scorpion, I get a two-inch entrance and a two-inch exit guaranteed. The only time I would not get that is hitting the shoulder blade maybe or maybe hitting the humerus or something like that, you know, the leg bone, something like that, something heavy or a bad shot. But one of the nice things about fast crossbows is you're going to be a little bit more accurate. I don't have the arc nature as much that I need to calculate with the range finder and if I'm off by a few yards it makes a difference. And the deer isn't going to duck as much. Deer's not going to duck as yep. much, right. All these things improve with a faster crossbow. So all things being equal, I think there's that advantage whereas where I might be better off going back to those tripans. Now I shot the tripans, I sighted that crossbow in the scorpion in for the tripans before the third ever meet and greet. I sighted in with those tripans, and it was performing well with the tripans. Now I can go back and try that again and see if it still is out to 50 yards shooting really, really well. But one thing I will say about the swackers, they're accurate. Oh, yeah. Every swacker that I've shot is exactly where I wanted it to go. All three of our shots went exactly where we wanted them to go, 20 yards. 20 yards is what it is. But then again, I shot a woodchuck at 50 yards with a tripan, didn't I? Yeah. I think I did. I think that was a tripan. It was. Yeah. So they're accurate, right? I don't know. Food for thought. Food for thought. That's a pretty good podcast, Miss Genevieve, I think. I think so, too. That's a good episode. Yeah. Anything else you want to cover in here? We get all our little notes. No, I think we got everything. Well, let's wrap this one up. Until next time, all hail Bungie.